The Trojans are now just 66 days away from taking on the Rice Owls. So maybe it's time to start taking on a deeper dive into their roster, USC's offensive side. Recruiting updates. Good news? Bad news? Or is it still going to have to wait and see news? And I'm going to answer a few questions from the listeners. So let's talk about it on this episode of Locked On USC. Hello again, everyone. I'm your host, Mark Culkin, and thanks for listening to Locked On USC. And thanks for making Locked On USC your first listen every day. We're growing, and we want you to come along for the ride. So thanks for listening. Fight on. All right. As I said at the top here, we're going to take a little deeper dive into uh, the 22 roster. Uh, It's never too early, and at least for this show, because we like to keep it short and sweet and give you as much information as we can in that short time period, we're going to focus just on the offensive side of the ball. And, uh, you know, this is probably, you know, where I think uh, everyone anticipates uh, Lincoln Riley's influence to kind of reveal itself and and show everyone, you know, what kind of team USC is going to be in 2022. So, obviously, I think the first place to start, the quarterback position, and uh, we know that uh, Keaton Slovis is no longer on the roster. He transferred to Pittsburgh, and the Trojans did get another transfer portal um, addition at the quarterback. They actually got a couple. Um, Let's start with uh, Jake Jensen, the transfer. He's going to be the I guess we'll call him third guy uh, on the depth chart right now uh, until Mo Hassan is going to be healthy. And we don't know when that'll be. So he, he came in, I believe uh, he's JC transfer. We also got another transfer. You've probably heard of him. His name's Caleb Williams came on over from Oklahoma. He is more than likely going to be your starting quarterback. And Miller Moss will be competing with him for that position or for that spot, I guess we should call it. Uh, You know, unless uh, Caleb has an injury, we hope he doesn't. Um, Miller Moss is one snap away from from taking over as first-string quarterback. And, you know, I'm not knocking Jake, but I think let's just talk in reality here. Um, It's Caleb Williams, Miller Moss. And then Jake Jensen, as far as the uh, the depth chart is concerned. And, you know, you still have Brad Aoki and Isaac Ward as walk-ons. There's Gage Roy, uh, Keegan Patterson. And as I mentioned, Mo is trying to recover um, from, his, from his injury. So assuming Caleb Williams is the starter, uh, how far is he going to take the next? You know, what's the next step for him? Obviously, he, he played as a freshman last year. He he unseated Spencer Rattler as the Oklahoma Sooners quarterback. Spencer has since moved on from Oklahoma, and he is playing, uh, I think he's at the other USC. Was it South Carolina? So um, USC got the better of the deal. Oklahoma lost two starting quarterbacks. USC lost one. But they still have two really solid starting quarterbacks. Um, Lincoln Riley, he, he's got the he's got the hammer to sort of drive those nail those offensive nails. Uh, we'll call them touchdowns 
uh, with Caleb Williams. And should he go down, I, he's going to have the confidence to work with Miller Moss. The difference between the two, and Miller is a hell of an athlete. Um, Caleb is an uber athlete. Just go watch some of his highlight films. Um, he uses his legs very effectively. And when you have to account for him as a, as a runner, uh, as playing defense, that just makes your job incredibly difficult. And it makes the wide receiver's job even easier. So uh, this is a kind of a new dynamic for USC. They've, they've had prolific quarterbacks throughout their history. Um, you know, they got a couple of Heisman winners and Matt Leinart and Carson Palmer. And, you know, you, Rodney Pete was up there. Um, oh, gosh. Uh, Vince, gosh, his name is Vince Evans, who played in the 70s. Pat Hayden. USC's got a Mike Ray. They've got quarterbacks, Paul McDonald. Um, and I, I'll just keep going. But this is the first time USC can say, hey, you know, we've got one of those really dynamic quarterbacks. Um, you know, the, the one who can not only throw it really well, but who will scare the bejesus out of people with his legs. Uh, moving forward, the running back position. Um, USC's got a great tradition at running back over the years. But recently, they've been running a uh, some variation of an air raid, uh, gumbo. It's just been a potpourri of we're not sure what kind of offense USC is running and what's going to show up. Now, Lincoln Riley brings an identity, a proven commodity. Uh, he's not going to be standing, you know, at the dais after a game and saying, you know, we want to be more like so-and-so USC is going to be who USC is and USC is going to be a team that's going to throw the ball. Um, but if you look at Lincoln's offense, they're a very prolific. He, he brings a really prolific running game along with it. So, you know, USC returns um, Darwin Barlow. They've obviously had a few running backs leave um, either by via transfer or or graduation or NFL. So uh, Darwin Barlow is the returning running back on scholarship. Plus you've got uh, a couple of walk-ons, Matt Colombo from St. John Bosco, local kid for, from Southern California, and, you know, slightly underrated. The guy runs really hard. And Brandon Outlaw, an incredible, very fast young man. Um, they're bringing in Ray Leak Brown from modern day. He's an athlete. Uh, you can put him out running back. You can slot him outside in the slot at, as a receiver. You can put him in motion. Um, he is another dynamic playmaker that has been, I won't say he's been missing for a while, but he's one of those special guys. And uh, he was committed to Lincoln when he was at Oklahoma. And he recommitted real fast to USC when Lincoln was at, became USC's head coach. Uh, Lincoln doesn't have a uh, empty running back room. He he did supplement Darwin and Ray Leak with a couple of uh, transfer portal guys. And not only did he bring in a couple of guys who were really good, but he weakened the Pac-12 at the same time. Uh, the first person we'll talk about is Travis Dye, the running back senior from Oregon. 
who's had a lot of success running against USC. So uh, it'll be nice to see him not doing damage against the Trojans and actually helping USC this time. And he actually fits this offense really well. Uh, you know, for his size, 5'10", what, around 200, maybe 205, he runs hard and he falls forward. And he can catch the ball out of the backfield. So, again, um, it, it makes the defense's job more difficult when you've got guys who you can put in motion, do a quick swing pass, and then you're just you're, you're spreading the defense out even more. And even if you fake a pass, you know, now, you know, Caleb has the option of keeping it. There's just so much variety. Um, so he, he brings just a lot of experience, a lot of maturity, and a, an attitude uh, that I love. Because he's the type of guy who, in his own words, he'll tell you you gotta if you suck. Sometimes you just gotta let people know they suck. Sometimes, and if he sees anybody slacking off, um, he he's got enough skin in the game that he can step in and, and say, "Hey, that's not how we're gonna do it." Uh, the other guy that USC brought in from Stanford, Austin Jones, another senior. Um, He was a guy that USC was recruiting out of high school, but, you know, maybe not hard enough. I know Austin would have loved to have been here. He's here now. So we can say he took the circuitous route. Uh, Another guy who runs hard, can catch the ball out of the backfield. And again, just brings a lot of um, experience and maturity to the room. So right off the bat, you know, we're looking for the USC running game this year to be able to put together between the running backs and Caleb Williams contributions and any, you know, trickeration. Uh, why can't USC get 2000 yards on the ground? Let's start taking a peek here at the, uh, the receiver position. They've got what they call the X, the slot and the Z. Um, all these receivers can move around. So we're just going to, I'm just going to kind of go through their names here. You got Brendan Rice who came over transferred from Colorado son of Jerry Rice, really big, well put together young man, uh, junior. And I anticipate he's going to be here for a year before he wants to take his talents to the NFL. He's a, he fits that big receiver type that you, that USC fans have been uh, used to the Michael Pittman's, the Drake London's Uh, he's going to fill that role. Really nice. Kyle Ford, um, I think he's finally healthy. And again, another big physical type of receiver that you can, uh, you're not going to defensive defensive backs aren't going to win one-on-one matchups with him. If he uses his body properly, you got Kyron Ware Hudson. Um, hopefully we'll be coming into his own here as a red shirt freshman. He got to see what happened last year. I talked to him um, after the Cal game and he was one of the last guys to leave leave the field and he he made sure to kind of tap every player as they left that field going back in the locker room and I asked him why he goes I want to remember this I this I, I want to remember this feeling and I love that type of attitude um that's a I don't want to ever feel like this again type of attitude so you got John Jackson uh legacy uh, a lot of people question why he hasn't seen the field yet in his time here we're going to move beyond that. A lot of frustration there. Um, I've spoken to many people about it. And, and 
you know what, John's been very candid about it as well over the years um, when we've had him on uh, on our other shows on wersc.com. Don't forget to check us out over there. And he's another type of guy who you hate to c- categorize somebody as a, as a possession receiver, but John JJ is the type of guy who can keep the chains moving, um, make that catch for you when you need it. He just wants the chance. And, and hopefully he's going to uh, compete and earn that opportunity with the new staff. Uh, now, let, let's talk about the, the guys in the slot, I guess. Um, and I'm sure they'll have them on the outside, but we'll call these guys the, the speed guys. Um, Gary Bryant Jr. This is going, I, I, he's a junior this year as well. I don't want to be redundant there. He can stretch the field. And I don't know if he's been properly used in the past. But I think Lincoln is going to find a way to use Gary's talents. And if he does, you're going to see a lot of touchdowns because, like I mentioned, he's fast. He can stretch the field. And you can't teach speed. And he's got some pretty good hands, too. Taj Washington, uh, everyone knows he transferred last year via the portal from Memphis. Uh, He he was a... um, he was a frequent target of, of Keaton Slovis and then um, um, Jackson Dart. You know, I didn't mention him. He also transferred away. That's how fat, that's, that's how quickly you can forget about a player when they're here for such a short amount of time. Um, Taj Washington, speed guy. You know, sometimes you wonder is his concentration there because he drops some easy passes, but then he makes a difficult catch. Another guy who can stretch the field. Uh, another weapon and then you know we don't want to forget about you know a couple of walk-ons that are some quick guys who who've got that you know that that shifty type of uh i guess Wes welker type of of move to them you got josiah zamora local kid from modern day and then austin Overn, another um local kid from southern origin southern orange county who's going to primarily uh, be a baseball player at USC, but will also be on the football roster. And then you got the, uh, they classify them, I I think it's the Z receivers. Uh, You've got Mario Williams transferred over this season from Oklahoma following Caleb and Lincoln. Terrell Bynum, another transfer from the University of Washington, a senior. Uh, He's got some speed as well. He's the type of guy, 6'1", 190, 200 pounds. You could use him physically as well, one-on-one. And then another speed guy out of Las Vegas, Michael Jackson III. Um, Hopefully he'll be healthy. He'll be wearing number nine of the season, Juju Smith-Schuster's old number. And then the freshman who came in the spring, C.J. Williams, another modern-day guy. Yes, USC is locking up um that their their backyard again good thing so we'll see uh what cj can contribute this year as a freshman he's got a lot there's a lot of talent in front of him there's a lot of experience in front of him so this would be a good time for cj to you know obviously he's going to compete for some playing time but i i think it would be really hard for him to uh to break past the guys in front of him just because of so much experience you got that tight end H-back position. Uh, Malcolm Epps came over from Texas. Big guy. Um, 
can re- when I when he stretches his arms out, you know, he stands six 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 seven, but with his arms extended and jumping, I'm sure he could probably come close to touching the moon. Yeah, he's got some long arms. Jude Wolf, uh, St. John Bosco. Hopefully, uh, he's going to be able to make a bigger contribution. We started to spot see him a little bit last year. I would love to see some more of him this year. Lake McCree, redshirt freshman out of uh, Texas. He missed the spring while he was recovering with his injury. I believe it's a shoulder. Um, but he's one of those guys that he's just a football player. Uh, he's going to, has no problem going over the middle, can take a hit, good hands, good route runner too. Uh, the enigma, and I, and I say that with a smile, Josh Fallow. This young man who's been around forever, uh, he is a redshirt senior. He's got five starts under his belt, five, six, seven. Um, the Uber, so much talent in that body. So much talent in that body. It's incredible. Uh, however, he's been injured. Hopefully we'll be able to see him this year. And then Ethan Ray, another guy who's been at SC uh, from Orange Lutheran. Just been dealing with injuries in his time here. Hopefully he'll be able to make a contribution this year. And then let's get right to it. The offensive line, you know, people question what kind, you know, USC will go as far as their offensive line. Although, well, any team will go as far as their offensive line. But USC actually returns a very, we'll call the we'll call their starting five experience. A lot of, and then they're filling in some depth. That's where the issues come in. So, uh, where do you want to start? Left tackle. I think people anticipate Cortland Ford being the starter. But then there's the question mark: Who will be backing him up? Will it be Mason Murphy? Will it be the transfer? Bobby Haskins from from Virginia. Will Andrew Voorhees, although I think he's going to be your starting left guard. Your starting center, more than likely, uh, he's been there now for, this will be his third year, I believe, and now starting at center. Senior, Brett Nylon, backing him up. You've got Andrew Milik, and he's a big kid, big um, redshirt sophomore, Six five, I think he's pushing three hundred, maybe more by now. Big kid, um, the young guys behind uh, the starting guy. That's where I think you have to give Clay Hilton his due with his offensive line evaluation. But back to the starters, you got at right guard Justin Dietrich is going to lock that thing down. Behind him, um, you have Andres DeWork, who came, who's a sophomore. 6'7", 3'10". Again, I said these guys behind the starters are big. Justin's not a small dude. He's 6'2", 305. But behind him is 6'7", 310. And then you've got this guy that USC just that just brought in, um, that one of the most flexible guys you'll ever see. Check him out on YouTube or Twitter. Cooper Lovelace. And then at left guard, uh, your starter, I mentioned Andrew Voorhees. 6'6", 325. Mountain of a man, All-American preseason. This guy is going to be USC's next. um, I'm going to go out there and say he will be a first-round draft pick by the time he leaves USC at the end of the year. Behind him, 
Uh, you've got the battle going on between Jason Rodriguez and Gino Quinones. I mentioned left tackle, Cortland Ford, Mason Murphy. Um, I didn't mention the name Caden Steven. So, again, fall camp isn't too far away. Your starters are going to be, in my opinion, left tackle, Cortland Ford, left guard, Andrew Voorhees, center, Brett Nylon. We've got Justin Dietrich at right guard and right tackle. I, I think the battle is going to be between Jonah Monheim, Bobby Haskins, and then uh, Joe Bryson is another name. So there you go. There's your way too early depth chart. If you can't find the part I was talking about, you can always go to Rock Auto. They can always find your auto parts for you. And you know, <laughs> with the ever-increasing numbers, there's so many different makes and models of cars. It's, it's literally impossible for you to find your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you're going to need. So, you know, why go through all that hassle? Just go to rockauto.com, type in your car, your make, and they're going to have what you're looking for. And when you do that, you're going to save a lot of time. You're going to save a lot of money when you're using a rock auto. You're probably going to save any, you know, spend anywhere from 30%, 50%. You might even save up to 100% or more for those same parts that you would have to purchase from a chain store from a car dealership. I told you last time, the most profitable department of any car dealership is the service department. And right behind them is that person who hands you the keys, that finance guy who's trying to upsell you on all those other little doodads. Rock Auto, though, they're a family business. They've been serving do-it-yourselvers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably reliably low for every customer. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked in excuse me right locked in there how did you hear about us box elite so they know how we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all your parts all your car parts you'll ever need rockauto.com okay uh we're going to move forward and now we're going to talk about as i mentioned um give you a little bit of a recruiting update and, you know, we've talked about Francis Maui go out on our last show and how the feeling, it wasn't good following his official visit to Tennessee. He's scheduled to make his announcement July 4th. Um, but now, you know, there might be a similar vibe from these high-valued prospects that USC is getting, um, at least based on some of the some of the edits or, you know, the recruits are saying it. Uh, the first one, uh, the number one inside linebacker in the country, Anthony Hill. It looks like he's going to stay home and he's either going to play for Texas or Texas A&M. Uh, I'm just going to say this. Texas just won the Archie Manning sweepstakes and Sark can still recruit. Coach Steve Sarkeesian. Texas A&M, we know they've been uh, recruiting like madmen. Uh, Jimbo Fisher will fight Nick Saban, saying he's been doing it the right way. But it's going to come down to either Texas or Texas A&M for Anthony Hill. 
you can read between the lines. Both of those programs have excellent NIL opportunity programs as well. And uh, I think Anthony is going to be, um, he's going to enjoy whichever program he chooses, and we wish him good luck. Another guy that USC has been after, and he's a defensive lineman. His name's Trey Wilson. Uh, you know, he had a great time when he visited USC. And as our own Scott Schrader uh, let the WeRC.com subscribers know, uh, Trey was ready to commit um, when he took his visit to Washington. He was almost committed and ready to commit when he took his visit to USC. And there's a similar feeling now after he took his last visit to Baylor. That that vibe is kind of leaning more towards Waco than it is towards LA. So there you go. A little bit of a recruiting update. Um, you know, we're heading into the July 4th weekend. Right now, the Elite 11 finals are going on. Um, that's where Scott is. That's where Eric McKinney is. So if you want to get any, who knows? You want to get more recruiting information. They're providing updates all the time over on WeRSC.com. Check it out when you're not listening here to Locked on USC. <clears throat> so, you know, again, not a lot going on with recruiting, but I did want to give you a little tidbit there. So you can head on over to betonline.net. They're your number one source for all your betting needs and your sports information. Find all of your latest sports developments, your league reviews and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. You won't be able to find any USC recruiting information, but you can find other uh, sports news over there. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. Bet online where the game starts. All right. As I said, I'm going to take a, we're going to end the show here with a few questions from some of my loyal listeners. And I can give you an update guys. We've got the uh, video production thing worked out. We're going to try and have this thing up and running next week for next week's shows. So you'll be able to see this lovely face, uh, this lovely voice. All right. First question from Don in Alabama. How soon before USC is in the college football playoff? Well, Don, um, look, I love to be the optimist. There's an outside chance USC can make that happen this year, but everything would have to break absolutely perfect, meaning no injuries at key positions, meaning the defense is significantly better than last year. And by significantly, I mean 10 to 15 points better, um, which would be a big difference because if, if USC is going to score points in bunches, as we anticipate, USC being able to score at least 40 points a game, minimum 35, that means USC's defense 
hold teams to 25 points or less per game. USC's got a really good chance to make the college football playoffs, especially when you look at their schedule and the way it sets up. Okay. Uh, question number two from Mike in Temecula, or as my good friend Bob would say, Temecula. Will Corey Foreman have an impact this season? So for those who aren't aware, Corey Foreman was the number one defensive prospect in the country last year who chose USC over everybody. And when he arrived at USC, he had some, uh, had some challenges. You know, if you're a high school player in California, you, you didn't get a, a football season in 2020. So everything was kind of turned upside down, including workouts, um, you're, the competition that, you know, even if you were playing seven on seven, if you were going out of state, or, you know, even if you were going to one of the local um, programs that would be similar to like an IMG, it's called Winter Circle, and playing games there, which Corey did during the COVID season, his high school senior season, um, it might have put him in a position where he thought he was ready when he got to USC. And when he got to USC, he found out really quickly that he wasn't. I think Corey has stepped up big time. So, yes, he is going to make an impact this year. Because if he doesn't, um, look, let's just be blunt. I don't know if he'll be around next year. And whether that's his choice or the coach's choice, that's that's to be determined. However, um, Corey Foreman is... He was he was deemed to be the number one defensive player in the country for a reason, and I think he wants to prove it. You know, he's he's heard the whispers, he knows the pressures, um, he wants to take advantage of those nil opportunities. You know, he's wearing that number zero, and you don't want to be considered a zero. You want that 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 number to you know if you're going to be the first one to wear it, let's put some swag behind it. So yeah, yes, he will have an impact this season one way or another. <laughs> And then the last question, uh, let's see, we're going to go to Ariel, San Luis Obispo. Can the Trojans get those tough yards running the ball this year? Hey, I think with the offensive philosophy that Lincoln Riley brings, with this, how well the offensive line played last year, the steps they made with Clay McGuire, we anticipate them being even taking that next step with Josh Henson taking over. He's come, he came over from Texas A&M as their offensive line coach. He is the co-offensive coordinator, or I guess he is the offensive coordinator. Everybody knows Lincoln Riley will be calling the plays. <clears throat> Excuse me. But he, again, USC is going to have a, I guess let's, let's say they're going to have a run first mentality. So yes, uh, Travis Dye, Austin Jones, Darwin Barlow. Yeah, they are going to get those tough yards, not because they want to, but because they have to. Uh, If you want to make that passing game better, run the ball. And that means being able to run the ball in the red zone. And I I think that's where the question from Errol is coming from. Can USC run the ball inside the 20-yard line? Can they run the ball near the goal line? They haven't been able to do it in these last few years. Everything between the 20s, they can do. 
well, we've got a new offense now. So hopefully they're going to be able to do it. I think they're going to be able to get it done. So until then, um, we're going to talk about one last thing. When you're not listening <clears throat> to Locked On USC as your first listen, your second listen, make sure to get more on the Pac-12 by listening to Locked On Pac-12. Every day, your host, Spencer McLaughlin, and your local experts on Locked On take you across the Pac-12 in 30 minutes. Make Locked On Pac-12 your second listen, Locked On Pac-12. And then when you're done with that, make sure you head on over to wersc.com. We've got all your content. Myself, Scott, Eric, Greg, Chris Arledge, we look forward to it. Fight on.